The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. If you're in our area, stop by. We would love to see you. And if you want to watch our stream online, live on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time, you can do so at www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. Check us out. I think you will love it. We are in the midst of a series based upon the book Lessons in Truth by H. Emily Cady. And we are now on the chapter titled Spiritual Gifts. It is the 11th chapter in Lessons in Truth. Matter of fact, excuse me, we're not on spiritual gifts. We're on the secret place of the Most High. Please excuse me. I apologize. I read, I opened the book up in the wrong place. We're on the chapter of the secret place of the Most High. And the secret place of the Most High is based upon this one basic concept that within humanity, there is a stage, or, or I'm, I'm using this in quotation marks, a place within us where we can become conscious of the presence and power of God within us. It's a state of awareness. It's a state of mind. And it is talked about in many different religious um, uh, traditions. And in the biblical tradition, it is called the secret place. Um, some people call it the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of heaven within. Some people will call it uh, things like the Christ mind or the super consciousness or uh, Charles Fillmore called it the silence. People have their different terms for it. Um, some metaphysical writers call it the Garden of Eden within all different types of terms. The main point that I want to emphasize is you can turn your conscious thought inward. And when I mean inward, inward into your own soul awareness and, and, and meet an aspect of your own being that is aware of your oneness with God. Hopefully that comes across. So again, we're on the ninth lesson, the secret place of the most high. Again, I want to clear that up. From um, what I said earlier, again, I opened the book up on the wrong page, so please forgive me. Now, what the book says on page 112 is really powerful. She uses the quote from the Psalm 91, and which is where we get the secret place terminology from. Because in this psalm, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, where it says, you who live in the shelter of the Most High, to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Now, so some modern translations don't say secret place. They'll say shelter or different terms. 
the point that it's making is this is an awareness that you enter into where you realize, as it is stated in this Psalm uh, 91.7, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. It's an awareness of, of your total protection from the the error thoughts and beliefs and their expressions that might come your way. In other words, you are living in alignment with truth and anything unlike your total awareness of God cannot even be in your space. Again, it has no reality anyway, but as Jesus taught, as you believe, so you receive. So if you believe in unreality, in other words, you believe in things that are not permanent, enduring, uh, unchangeable like God or, or God, then you get to have the experiences of your beliefs. So when you get into this awareness, anything that you are, are around automatically gets transformed into the peace, the love, and et cetera, because it can't touch you. Things can be going on all around you, but you'll have your peace. You'll see supply when nobody else sees supply. You'll uh, behold health when no one else is beholding health. That's a part of the process of, of making this inner contact. Now, one of the reasons why this is so important is we have a tendency to continually look out for that which we think can satisfy us. But sooner or later, we learn that we can look out and we can continue to look out over and over again. But nothing we find in the outer gives us that sense of peace and satisfaction. Because there's always the fear that it can be taken away or somebody can do something or shift it around. Now, she says, and I'm just going to go directly to page 113, the secret place. Why call the secret place? What is it? Where where may we find it? How abide in it? She states, it is a secret place because it is a place of meeting between the Christ at the center of your being and your consciousness. A hidden place into which no outside person can either induct you or enter himself. We must drop the idea that this place of realization of our divinity can be given to us by any human being. No one can come into it from the outside. Hundreds of earnest persons are seeking night and day to get this inner revealing. They run from teacher to teacher, many of them making the most frantic efforts to meet the financial obligations thus incurred. So let me stop there. So she's saying this secret place is is where the Christ of your being, your true spiritual nature, and your consciousness or your conscious awareness meet. In other words, it's already there. The Christ nature is your true nature. You're already a spiritual being. You're already God's idea of itself, otherwise known as the image and likeness of God. You're already all those things. Now, there's an aspect within your soul awareness that allows your conscious awareness to meet that. And when you meet that, the sense of peace and love and joy and and oneness that comes over your being empowers you, guides you, leads you, instructs you into how to bring forth your true spiritual nature or Christ. So she goes on to say, no one can give it to you. In other words, you can be in the environment to help invoke it, stir it up. In other words, through good a good teacher, practitioner, minister, uh, worship services, etc. They can help stir up the gift of God that is already within you, but they can't give it to you. She says it this way. You may study with human teachers and from man-made books until doomsday. You may get all the theological lore of the ages. You may understand intellectually all the statements of truth and be able to prate healing formulas as glibly as oil flows. But until there is a definite inner revealing of the reality of an indwelling Christ through whom and by whom come life, health, peace, power, all things, a who is all things, you have not yet found the friendship of the Lord. So 
She's saying, and I want to make sure this is clear, you reading about the realization of God is not realizing God. You talking about realizing the, the, your oneness with God is not realizing your oneness with God. You can explain what Charles Fillmore wrote, what Eric Butterworth wrote, what Joe Goldsmith wrote, what Emmy Fox wrote, and all of the other folks. You can watch The Secret 2,500 times. You can have the CDs in your car. You can have the downloads on your iPhone or iPod. You can go through all of the situations and circumstances where a person can legitimately say, I know that information. And what she's saying is until you actually turn within, make the contact for yourself, it's just intellectual data. Because knowing about truth is not the realization of truth. And what do I mean by that? Knowing the information. Again, just because a person knows the rules of the game of basketball does not mean they can play basketball. Knowing the rules is necessary if you want to play. But sooner or later, you have to put your gym shoes on and your shorts and go out and play the game. And you can read about meditation. You can read about prayer. You can read about going into the silence. You can read about the fulfillment that comes from uh, going into your own secret place in your own soul. But until you do it, it's speculation. And the more you do it, the better you become at doing it. In other words, you can turn it on quicker. See, if we're honest... There are times when we know that we're just doing stuff on our intellect alone. It doesn't make a difference how long we've been in our particular religious tradition. But actually stopping and being in the space where we're really legitimately turning in and saying, not my will, your will be done. Really getting to the place to when we're dealing with our families or, or our significant others or our uh, jobs, or our businesses, or our communities, where we're really legitimately not trying to be the personality, but legitimately trying to be the Christ in that situation. What do I mean? The anointing of God in that situation. Because that's what the Christ means. It's Christos, anointed. So we have to be in the space We don't have to be. It is beneficial to be in the space of understanding what that means legitimately. What does it mean to really turn within and make contact with the power that heals? What does it really mean to turn within and get in contact with the power that guides? What does it mean to really turn within and get in contact with the power that comforts? What does it mean to get into the space where legitimately, without a shadow of a doubt, we know that God is, and regardless of the situations that are going on around us, like the psalmist says, a thousand can fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. You only know these things through your walk with God, and your walk with God is is based upon your realization that God is within you. Not just limited to in you, but your place of contact. God is omnipresence. So there is no spot where God is not. But our place or point of awareness is within us. So we contact the God that is within us that allows us to see God outside of us. That's what the secret place does. So she goes on to say, In order to gain this knowledge, this consciousness of God within themselves, many are willing and wisely so for the greater, for this is greater than all other knowledge to spend all they possess. Even Paul, after 25 years of service and and of most marvelous preaching, said, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ 
or the consciousness of his div divine self from Philippians chapter three, verse eight. Then she states, beloved, that which you so earnestly desire will never be found by your seeking it through the mental side alone. Any more than it is hence to fore been found through the emotional side alone. Intuition and intellect are meant to travel together. Intuition always holding the reins to guide the intellect. Then she quotes Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 in the King James Version. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. She goes on to say, if you have been thus far on, on the way cultivating enlarge, and enlarging only the mental side of truth, as probably is the case you need in order to come into the fullness of understanding to let the mental reasoning side rest a while. Become like little children and learning how to be still. Listen to that which the father will say to you through the intuitional part of your being. The light you so crave will come out of the deep silence and become manifest to you from within yourself. If you will but keep still and look for it from that source. Now, she gave a couple of quick points. She's saying intuition and intellect travel together. That's one. Intuition should be leading the intellect. Two, if, you, if you've cultivated the mental side mainly in the, your study of truth, let it rest a while. The, the logical cause and effect, whatever. I'm not telling you to turn your brain off, by the way. Because that's that's a recipe to allow somebody to take advantage of you. But she's saying rest the mental side for a while. In other words, let me stop trying to figure it all out right now. And then get to the space where you allow your mind to calm itself down. When it says be still. I don't mean that you stop thinking. I think that's kind of impossible. The thought I'm not thinking is a thought. But you steal the mind from the hustle and bustle of the things that are going on around you. Some people use music, meditative music to help them in the early stages. Some people use like you know, creative visualization CDs, meditation CDs to help guide them through the process, whatever it is. But sooner or later, you should be able to you know, do whatever you got to do. First of all, I'm not going to say it's a right and wrong way. Some people say you should do this or you should evolve beyond that. I say do what works. And if you do what works, when you're able to make your own inner contact, make sure that you allow yourself to just rest in it. In other words, there's no hurry. Set aside time for your own silence, your own secret place time like you would set aside time to do work or watch your favorite TV show or your sporting event or, or to work on your computer or, or iPad. Make sure that you set aside time for you to do your own inner work. I hope that comes across. Well, we're getting close to our first break, and I would love to hear from you. And if you are available to talk, give me a call at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. If you have any questions, and don't forget that this show and all the shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations. So please click on the donate button, support this ministry so we can continue sending this message of transformation around the world. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Jenny is looking for an adventure. I love new cities, the culture, the architecture, the food. Joy prefers a little R&R. &R. 
Just give me a book and cozy chair along the ocean, and maybe a massage or spa treatment. Both are spiritually minded. The cave temples in Sri Lanka sound amazing. What a life-changing experience! Studying Eastern spirituality, going right to the source—it's the journey of a lifetime. Both Jenny and Joy will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai, and so will you. Join us April 17th to May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org/spiritoftheeast. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's metaphysical romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. We're in the midst of the series Lessons in Truth, which is based upon the book of the same title by H. Emily Cady. I'm now in the chapter on the secret place of the Most High. And if you have any questions, you can give me a call at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Now, getting back to the book, she states, excuse me, that on page 114, she says, and the conscious knowledge of an indwelling God, which we so crave, is that of which Paul wrote to the Colossians as the mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the secret place of the most high, where each one of us may dwell and may be safe from all harm or fear of evil is the point of mystical union between man and spirit or God in us, wherein we no longer believe, but know that God in Christ abides always at the center of our being as our perfect health, deliverance, prosperity, power, ready to come forth at the manifestation at any moment we claim it. We know it. We know it. We feel our oneness with the Father, and we manifest this oneness. So she put a lot in that paragraph. But she basically starts the paragraph off with two powerful words, conscious knowledge conscious knowledge in other words this mystical place within us this secret place of consciousness within us has to become conscious knowledge see intellectually you might say yeah I realize that God is in me but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can benefit from that being um, an intellectual uh, uh, conclusion what comes out of the realization or the conscious knowledge of an indwelling God is the manifestation of that awareness. See, let me just make it plain because I don't want anybody to miss this. Just because God is within you does not mean that you can't get what the world calls sick. God is life, and God is the life of your very being. And God's life is whole. God's life is is vitality and wholeness and health and energy and vigor. But that doesn't mean you benefit from that. 
It just means it is. But for it to manifest in your experience, you have to have a conscious awareness of it. Beyond, and it's manifesting at a level, but it's sort of like having the faucet and it's only turned slightly and it's a s- slow drip when it could, you can turn the faucet all the way up and it could be pouring out. Let me put it another way. God is substance. God is the invisible supply, the source of our being. And you can have no money and know what the world calls outer resources. And God is infinite supply. Why? Because you have to be consciously aware of what that means to benefit from it. Let me make another example. God is omniscience. All the wisdom or intelligence in the universe. And you can continually make bad decisions, not know what to do in circumstances and situations, even though God is the very intelligence of your own mind. Because it doesn't benefit you without you knowing that it's there and the ability to access it. How do you learn how to access it? By learning to become still. As it is stated in Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. Jesus put it another way. He stated it this way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, seek the kingdom within first. Seek this new awareness first. Seek your Christ mind first. Seek this level of awareness within you that knows you're one with God first and then the wisdom and the power and the healing and the prosperity and the joy and the understanding will be added unto you. That's how it works. But first thing we have to do is legitimately know how to turn within. Now, I'm just going to ask you a very direct question, audience. Do you have scheduled times for your prayer and meditation? Is it on your calendar? If a person picked up your phone and looked at your calendar or your work calendar, etc., you know, would they legitimately see the importance of your spirituality in your calendar? See, that matters. That matters a lot because we put everything else, turn on show, go see this, call person, make this memo, send these emails. When is your dedicated time for prayer? When is your dedicated time for turning within and taking your mind away from all the other stuff? When's your dedicated time? See, because it matters in the long run if you're trying to make sure that you don't um, get caught up in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Because you can get caught up in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And if you don't take time to be still, to turn within, to turn and get in contact with your power, to to know who you really are in God and who God is in you, you can become overwhelmed. Okay? She states on page 115, to possess the secret of anything gives one power over it. This personal conscious knowledge of the Father in us is the secret that is the key to all power. What we want is the revelation to us of this marvelous secret. What will give it to us? Who can give it to us except him? The spirit of truth who comes from the father. It's quoting John 15, 26. Surely none other. This which God would say to you and do through you is a great secret that no man on the face of the earth knows. 
or will ever know except yourself as it is revealed to you by the spirit that is in you. The secret that he tells me is not revealed to you nor yours to me. But each man must, after all is said and done, deal with the father through the son within himself. I mean, that's plain. What God has for you to do, what God wants you to know, can only be told legitimately at the deepest level within your soul. Now, I have seen people who have seen things, and I tell folks this all the time. There are people who will see stuff in you that you don't see in yourself, and they can help call it out. But eventually, you have to become still and and have that realization for yourself if you want to go forward. You can only live under someone else's consciousness for so long. Moving on. She goes on to say on page 116. What you want today and what I want is the words that we have learned to say as truth to be made alive to us. Isn't that so true? To really know that God is the source of my supply is alive in my space, in my experience, in my everyday living. That God is the health of my body in my everyday living. That God is the wisdom and understanding in my soul and I always make correct decisions and choices in my everyday living. She goes on to say, we want a revelation of God in us as life to be made to our own personal consciousness as health. We no longer care to have somebody just tell us the words from the outside. We want a revelation of God as love within us so that our whole being is filled and thrilled with love. A love that will not have to be pumped up by a determined effort but because we know that it is right to love and wrong not to love, but a love that will flow with the spontaneous spontaneity, excuse me, and fullness of an artisan well, artesian well, excuse me, because it is so full at the bottom, it must flow out. So in other words, you can hear a teacher or preacher, or you can read it or hear it on a CD A million times, God loves me. But when you hear from the depths of your being, you know it. You know all is well and well indeed. It goes on to say, what we want today is a revelation to our consciousness of God within us as omnipotent power so the, that we can by a word or a look accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing which I sent it. In other words, she's stating that when you have this awareness, when you get in contact with your secret place, you have access to power to accomplish. I don't want that to go past. Things that used to take forever or maybe would not happen. When you get in contact with the secret place, things start to move. Things start to shake apart and get put back together. Charles Fillmore states in in, uh, the revealing word under the definition of prayer that, that prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known to man. And he he talks about how it accelerates the 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 mental the thinking until it aligns with the vibration of the Christ mind. That's a paraphrase. It's not a direct quote. The point of it is this: when we get to the point to where we legitimately start to speed up what universal law would normally take a long time for us to to, to uh, create or manifest in our lives through prayer, that which seemingly would take a long time to heal is healed. That breakthrough that you would take six months, now it's taking six days or six minutes. How does it happen? I can't explain all of the dynamics of how everything is intertwined and interconnected and correlated. What I can say is this. Try it for yourself. Try it for yourself. Next time you're frustrated, Go get something. Listen to some meditative music. Start praying. Start doing some affirmations. 
and then allow your mind to just contemplate on what that means. And we start to contemplate on what it means. See where that takes you instead of where the worry and frustration take you. You be the judge. See what access it gives you to extra power and wisdom. See what doors it opens up. You try it. See, I'm not asking you to believe me. What I'm saying is check it out. What do you have to lose? Try it for yourself. Try it for yourself. She goes on to say on page 118, each man must come to a time when he no longer seeks external helps. When he knows that the inner revelation of my Lord and my God to his consciousness can come to him only through an indwelling power that has been there all the time, waiting with infinite longing and patience to reveal the father to the child. This revelation will never come through the intellect of man to the consciousness, but but must ever come through the intuitional to the intellect as a manifestation of spirit to man. So in other words, you can, it doesn't matter how smart you are. This isn't an intellectual thing. You're going to have degree on top of degree and be in kindergarten when it comes to spirituality. You can be intellectually brilliant and a novice spiritually. It's a different type of thinking. It's a different state of mind. It's a different context. It's a different paradigm. It's a different way of looking at life. It's different. It's different. And being in the space of it's different matters. Because when you realize it's different, then you you can realize that that which I have been doing may not get, give me the results that I desire. I need to do a different thing, a new thing. I need to transform the way I look at this. Let me now put some time in my calendar where this is my be still time. Instead of using lunch time to just to chit chat with the people and eat. Maybe take five minutes of that time in the middle of your day to just pray. And you say, and if you can't do anything else other than go to the bathroom and close the stall and just pray. And I mean that literally. If that's what it takes. Or go in your office if you have an office and just pray. Or just go for a walk outside and just pray and get your mind away from what you're doing. There has to be some times where in your world, the TV has to come off. The radio has to go be turned off. The cell phone needs to be turned off. And you get away to be alone with yourself. It can't just be one thing to the next and always being on call for everybody and everything except the God in you. Because, you know, we're on demand. Smartphones means we can be emailed. They can Facebook us. They can Twitter us. They can call us. They can text us in any other format you have on your phone right now. Okay. But the only way you will be really contacting the Christ within you is by, at times, saying all that stuff needs to be set down. Let me do my inner work. And if you haven't done that, I'm requesting today that you put a day on your calendar just one day this week where for at least 30 minutes to an hour you turn it all off and just be still and know so with that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with truth transforms daily word inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. 
My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, the Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, This is Galen McDowell, your host, and we're in the midst again of a series titled Lessons in Truth which is based upon the book of the same name by H. Emily Cady. We're on the chapter on the secret place of the Most High. If you have any questions or comments, you can call me at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Now, back to the book. She states on page 118, In our eagerness, we have waited upon every source that we could to reach for the light that we want because we have not known how to wait upon spirit within us for the desired revelation. We have run to and fro. Let no one misunderstand me and what I say about withdrawing himself from teachers. Teachers are good and are necessary up to a certain point. Then she quotes the Apostle Paul from Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How are they to call, how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? Then she says, books and lectures are good. Teachers are good. But you must learn for yourself that Christ, the Son of God, lives in you. That he within you is your light and life and all. When you have once grasped this beyond a doubt with the intellect, you cease looking to teachers to bring you spiritual insight. That Christ lives in you. Spirit itself must reveal to you. Teachers talk about the light, but the light itself must flash into the darkness before you can see the light. So again, people like myself can ring the bell and say, wake up. We can teach you the techniques 
that you can use to help you discover your own inner spirituality, the techniques to help get control of your mind, the techniques that are needed to grasp control of your being. But one, you must do it for yourself. We can't do it for you. And two, only you can discover your own innate spirituality. No one can do it for you. I don't care how evolved they are. Remember, even Jesus couldn't heal in his hometown because he was Mary's boy. Oh, that's isn't that the carpenter's son? They, that's how they phrase it in the Bible. It said, and Jesus said of his hometown, a prophet is without honor in his own country. In other words, because they couldn't see him beyond being Mary's baby, Mary's little boy, Mary's son, the carpenter's son, that's Joseph's little boy. He couldn't do the great works because of their unbelief. Now, I'm sure they needed some healings. I'm sure they needed some breakthroughs. I'm sure they needed some supply. Yet, because of their unbelief, they couldn't accept it. Why? Because they couldn't recognize the power that was within Jesus because they couldn't recognize the power that was within themselves. How can you acknowledge something that's in somebody else that you either helped raise up or was raised with you, then you see them doing mighty work, and then you're wondering, well, what's going on with me? They can't be legit because... I'm not legit, but they are legit, and you are legit. The issue is, are you aware that you're legit? Are you aware that the Christ is your true nature? Are you aware that it lives within you as the, at the center of your being, that you are threefold being, spirit, soul, and body, and that you might be aware of your body and a small aspect of your soul called personality, but the totality of who you are, especially spirit. You you might be struggling to be to really know what that means, because when you know what that means, you live from that space. She goes on to say, in the book, and I think this is beautiful. She said, "Had the master remained with the disciples, I doubt they would have ever gotten beyond hanging on his words." and following in the footsteps of his personality. Jesus knew that his treatment for spiritual illumination given to his disciples from his recognition of truth would act in them as a seed thought. But he also knew that each man must for himself wait upon God for the inner illumination, which is lasting and real. God alone can whisper the secret to each one separately. So if you read the Bible, one of the things that you'll notice is, especially the Acts of the Apostles, if you haven't read it in a while, I would strongly suggest that you do. After Jesus' ascension, the things that Jesus did, many of them, they did. The things that they were not doing when he was in a body, traveling with them. Now, why is that important? Because as long as that strong, big, powerful consciousness is around, you just let them do it. You know, why do it when Jesus is here? Or why do it when whatever your religious leader or spiritual leader is? But when they go away, now you start to think about the lessons. Now you start to think of, contemplate on what they taught you. Now you get now the insight comes because you're reflecting and with the insight and the revelation comes the realization, which gives you the power to act. It's great to have a powerful spiritual teacher. I sat at the feet of the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who is a powerful spiritual leader, and I get that completely, but I also get that. She's retired and no longer active in ministry. And what that means legitimately for me is I have to take the lessons that she taught me and live them because there's no personal call to say, hey, do it for me. And that person could be your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your 
significant other, your children, your friends, your whatever. But eventually you have to get to the place where in your consciousness, you got to turn within, get in contact with your own power. So you can go forward and do the work. I think that matters. I think it matters. Why does it matter? Because if you don't know how to do it yourself, you'll never learn by watching someone do it only. A baby can't learn to walk by watching other kids walk or watching adults walk. A baby has to learn by getting up and falling down and getting up and falling down and getting up and falling down. And we learn how to get in contact with this secret place by just day in and day out, day in and day out, being still, let me pray, being still, let me pray, being still, let me pray, being still, let me pray. Let me put it on my calendar. Let me do my study. Let me do my prayer work. Let me do my affirmations. Let me do my visualization. Let me do my visioning. Whatever it is you're doing, you're learning how to continually turn within, turn within, turn within. And how God relates to you, your own indwelling God is unique to you. But let me say this, because I don't want this to be missed. You need to know how God in you communicates with you. You need to know how God in you communicates to you. Some people say they hear a voice. I don't hear a voice. But I hear I have a stream of thoughts that have just started coming. Put this this way. Do this this way. Teach it this way. Put this lesson with that. Put the scripture with it, etc. And it just starts coming together. Some people have intuitive feelings. They just know in their gut that they know that they know that they know. They can't explain it, but they know. Some people have very vivid dreams. They can dream about things before they happen or their dreams have such symbology it guides them. But you should always know how God leads and guides you personally. And when you figure that out, keep doing that. Because that keeps you in contact. If, you know, uh, in the book uh, Conversations with God, uh, I think it was book two. Um, in the book, Neil Donald Walsh is having these discourses he believes he's having with God, or we would say a new thought, his own indwelling spirit. And in the midst of, I believe his book too, he talks about how, you know, um, he, you know, God, where you been? I don't hear you. It goes weeks and et cetera at a time. And his understanding was if he asked a question, he would get these revelations. He would get answers for them. And in the midst of it, he wrote, well, I'm, I just can't walk around with a yellow pad all day. And his indwelling spirit said, well, if so, you ask anybody if they can have d- direct access to the, the wisdom of God. And all they had to do was walk around with a yellow pad. Most people would say they would do it. So maybe having a yellow pad and writing down questions was his way of getting answers. Now, it only makes sense that this guy should have stock in yellow pads because of having a yellow pad was the way the answers came to him when he had a yellow pad and he would write questions and the spirit would give him the revelation and the understanding he would receive answers he should every in his car in his office in his back pocket he should have a small yellow pad in his briefcase at homes uh etc no matter where he's at it should always be a yellow pad if that's how he receives how do you receive How do you receive? How do you know God is on board? How do you know when you're connected? How do you know when the switch is on and you know that you're working beyond your intellect? How do you know? Something to think about. How do you know when you're walking in alignment with truth? How do you know? Because when you know that, you should continue to do that so you can walk in your space of power. It's something to think about. So we're going to close this particular lesson. Next week, we're going to talk about finding the secret place. And we're going to go into some definite techniques on what that means. So keep working with it. Don't forget that you can check out the live stream of Christ Universal Temple Sunday morning worship experience at www.cutemple.org. 
C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. Check us out. Check out the Reverend Derek B. Wells. This is Christ Universal Temple's uh, second anniversary as a Reverend Wells is the pastor of Christ Universal Temple. Check us out. We're going to have some powerful lessons. God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, 
and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.